it's time to talk about one of my favorite aspects of team building, the five pillars, the five building blocks, whatever you want to call them. But how the Florida Gators roster set up? We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports giants, country NFL 33. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. And we're going to spend today talking about, again, what I think is one of my favorite things to talk about when you talk about building a team or a program. It's very translatable for college and the NFL. And it's the five pillars, the five building blocks. I uh, kind of use them interchangeably. But Basically, the thought process is that if you have a a cornerstone player at these five spots, you probably have a pretty good football team. And those five spots are quarterback, uh, pass catcher, offensive tackle, pass rusher, and cornerback. And and some people go more specific where instead of pass catcher, it's wide receiver. But I mean, if you look at the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey, if, if you look at the teams that have gotten by plenty with with uh, tight ends, then, well, you, you're kind of solid there, right? And then you also look at pass rusher. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But the way that we're going to look at this now, and we will do this probably again later in the spring when we get a better sight of the development some of these guys have made. But for the present, you have to be a confirmed good football player. That's what we're, I'm not saying you have to be a five star. I'm not saying you have to be confirmed all American. Say confirmed good football player at that position. We'll get stricter as we get closer to the season. In the future has to be a blue chip player that's been in college no longer than one year. So if you had a redshirt freshman and then they played their redshirt freshman year, you can't count as the future. So like. Arliss Boardingham, Hayden Hansen cannot count as pass catchers that are going to be on the future part of it because they've been in college for two years. So stuff like that. Um, we'll start with quarterback because that's, I mean, it, it's quarterback. It's obviously the most important position in all, all sports, but at least the most important position in football. And when you look at the present, you've got a confirmed good football player in Graham Mertz. Whether you talk about his NFL prospects, whether you're talking about his overall uh, physical abilities or physical limitations as far as a deep ball passer or a dual threat option does not matter. He is a good quarterback at the college level definitively. Like he's probably going to be in the NFL, probably not going to be a starter, but probably going to be in the NFL. That's a pretty good football player. Um, And especially a quarterback, given his physical limitations, the fact that he is efficient, effective, Good, yeah, you have your present 
pillar, building block, whatever you want to call them, you have that in the present at quarterback. Then we look at the future. Well, you have that as well, because when we're talking about the future at quarterback, we're talking about DJ Lagway. Um, and again, this is blue chip player. So four star or five star player that's been in college for no longer than one year. DJ Lagway not has not been in college. So, uh, I mean, he's, he's there now he's moved in and everything, but he has not played college football. So he is included in this list. Like we are not going to include anybody from like 2025 or whatever for any further positions. We're not including 2025 because that just doesn't make sense as far as whether or not they'll actually be here. But when you look at DJ Lagway, first off, wildly stark difference from Graham Murphs to DJ Lagway uh, in just about every way. It, like Genuinely, their skill sets are just completely opposite. Uh, so, yeah, they're very different, but they're both considered building blocks here. And you can be the type where you don't want to consider Graham a building block if you think he's not a, an elite college quarterback, which I also don't think he is, but I do think he's good enough to say he's a bona fide, confirmed, good college quarterback. And so for me, Graham counts there. And then looking at the future, you have DJ Lagway, who's someone that you can legitimately build an entire offense around. With his dual threat ability, with his arm strength, with his ability to constantly slot balls and, and kind of help others overperform uh, like he did at Willis where he was playing behind a poor offensive line. He wasn't playing with a bunch of five stars and four stars everywhere. And they had a damn good run of things. And he said multiple records. I'm comfortable saying that, yeah, DJ Lagway is good enough to do that. And, and again, this is not even just based on me watching film of him where I say, oh, he counts a blue chip player that's been in college for no longer than one year. That includes DJ Lagway there. However, when you, like this is this is where we talk about the difference in how we feel about the quarterback room, which we talked about on Monday's show, where quarterback, I feel comfortable with the quarterback room, but we're not talking about the transfer guys that came in. We're not talking about the preferred walk-ons. Uh, we're talking about basically two specific players because the rule is with the five building blocks, you need one guy at that spot to make you good at that position. One guy present, one guy future. Could be the same guy like we'll talk about in, in the next segment. But for Florida, like this is the spot where you're good. Like you're golden. We're not worried about if Graham gets banged up, then what are you looking at for who's going to start the rest of the 2024 season? That's not part of this conversation. This is. Do you have a building block in 2024 at this position? Graham Mertz? Yes. Confirmed good player. Do you have a building block for 2025 and beyond? Yes. DJ Lagway. Again, it's a blue chip player because I think that's just the best way to put it because I'm not going to go, this three-star could outperform his... I'm not, I'm not playing that hypothetical game. It's, do you have a blue chip football player at that position that has been in college for no longer than one year? You have that with DJ Lagway. We are about to talk about pass catcher and offensive tackle in the next segment. Before we do that, though, we're going to get a quick word from LinkedIn. 
these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes. Just, I mean, honestly, it's kind of insane how, how high stakes it can feel. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves that same question of, what's the one move I can make that'll kind of take my business to the next level in 2024? And LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with, as it does in so many, like, like you're listening to a sports podcast. Like I can't, I can't make it more direct for you. It it depends on your sport, on your team that you surround yourself with, just like in sports. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that eighty six percent of small businesses get a qualified candidate within twenty four hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now looking at the next two offense, the final two offensive really um, building blocks here. Pass catcher, present. Just lost Ricky Pearsall, who is a bona fide great player. Eugene Wilson the third. Talent-wise, you absolutely have a building block there. Uh, Usage-wise, we'll see if Florida actually uses him like a pillar, like a building block type player. Because, again, he, he was a great player uh, during the 2023 season. So, I mean, just countless true freshman and just general freshman accolades great talent needs to be used better in 2023 and like it's not that he was used poorly in a sense of you know he, he got the football a ton you got the football in the hands of your best football players that's a great thing to do i need him to run a more diverse route tree though that's that was something that uh, in 2023 really bothered me. Just again, I get it. If you want to do the jet motion, that's fine. Stop doing the jet motion and making him just wait in the flat for a check down that he's very rarely going to get and that the entire defense can see. Let him run that motion and then run a dig route after the jet motion. Similar to how he was used against Georgia. That's how he scored a touchdown. He was put in motion and then ran like a little short in and just outran everybody. Uh, let him do that. Saying you have a building block, you have your present wide receiver, and looking at the future, Eugene Wilson III answers that one already. He was a blue chip receiver, he was a five star by uh, I think it was, I think on three was the only place that had him as a five star. Uh, but Eugene Wilson III was a blue chip player and he's been in college for one year. But I mean, he's not even the only one that you have that hits that qualification. You look at the other 2023 receiver, Aiden Mizell, not Andy Jean. Uh, I'm very sorry to inform you that Andy Jean does not hit the requirement here because he was not a blue chip player. He's a three star. Um, and so he wasn't a blue chip. As much as people like him, uh, wasn't a blue chip. And so he doesn't fit as the future building block. Again, those guys can become future building blocks, but for this exercise, doesn't fit the uh, criteria. But Aiden Mizell does. Uh, Aiden Mizell was a four-star receiver in the 2023 class that barely, barely played uh, during the season. But hopefully this year is going to be able to at least stretch the field a little bit more 
uh, be given more of those opportunities this season. Then you look at 2024's class, and you brought in two more blue-chip guys that can be considered building blocks in Jure Hawkins out of IMG. And TJ Abrams also is another one that receiver, four-star bowl. I think they're right next to each other on the, uh, on, on the player rankings, at, at least as far as Florida commits go. Pretty sure they're they're like right next to each other for uh 24-7. That that they're just right there. It's Dre Hawkins and TJ Abrams, both fast as hell. You don't have much size in this room, but you've got a ton of speed, and they are your building blocks for the future receiver. So at, at pass catcher, again, it's pass catcher. You put you could include Amir Jackson in here for 2020 for like the future for the 2025, uh, because he was in the 2024 class was a blue chip tight end. So you can include Amir Jackson as well. You brought in two building blocks in 2023, added three more for the 2024 cycle. Then looking at the offensive tackle spot, the importance of offensive tackle is that it's not just, like you can get by with eh, guard play. Uh, Elite guard play will not make your program elite. It won't make your offensive line elite. Elite tackle play helps you a ton. And so that's why tackle is more important in this conversation. Not to disparage guard or center, but tackle play, that's the one spot where you're likely to get left on an island for a good bit of the game. So I think looking at tackle, presently, you don't have one. Do not have a building block for the present. Uh, You look at the possibilities, Austin Barber. Last year when I did this, I considered him a a building block here. I considered him as someone that was going to be good. Um, And then first off, restrictions. I I, I made the requirements stricter um, of you must be like, no doubt you're a good football player. And Austin Barber, there is plenty of doubt about that based on the 2023 season. And Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon dominated at his level. However... Going from the Mountain West to the SEC, can't say that you're I, like I can't promise you that you're a go, that you're going to be a good football player at that position. So I don't think you have anybody definitively at tackle that you look at as right now is a guy that I'm like, yep, yeah, that's building block right now. That's our that's our pillar for 2024. If you think it's Austin Barber, that's that's fine for you. I will not say that. So for me, so far, Florida is two for three on present building blocks. In the future, three for three, because you do have Fletcher Westfall from Leesburg, Virginia, Tuscarora. Um, now, Fletcher Westfall was a blue chip offensive tackle in the 2024 class that came in. And so you, you've added that where if you look at the future building blocks, you're looking pretty damn good here. Like, again, Austin Barber in the present, no. Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon in the present, no. Damian George in the present, no. Devin Manuel, I'm not going to say yes to that one. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say yes to that either. I'm not going to say yes to any of the transfers that come in at that spot. But looking at Austin Barber, no. <laughs> Future, Fletcher Westfall? Yeah, I think Fletcher Westfall has the legitimate ability to become a very, very good offensive tackle at the SEC level. Like I think with his first off, he's aggressive as hell, and with his athletic ability, I think he has a ton of potential to be very good. In maybe not not this year. Not I don't know why I said maybe not this year. I don't think that if he plays this year, I don't think he'd be good. Um, just gonna put that one out there. 
but 2025, maybe 2026, the expectations that you're going to be pretty damn good. Um, hopefully an all SEC caliber player, assuming you're still at Florida. Uh, so for uh, t- for offensive tackle, present, no. Future, yes. QB, present, yes. Future, yes. Wide receiver or pass catcher, present, yes. And it's the same guy for the future for just narrowing it down to one, then yes. Uh, we are going to flip to the defensive side of the ball where yikes uh but we'll talk about that in a minute but first we're going to get a quick word from a couple of sponsors today's episode of lockdown gators is brought to you by FanDuel, america's number one sports book and right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed whether that wins or loses yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and by the way, I don't know what the, well, I don't know what FanDuel is doing where they're doing like you remember that Buffalo Wild Wings commercials where they like hit the sprinkler up and the guy trips and sends it to overtime and you're like yeah great. FanDuel is doing that to just make sure that we're making money this year. I don't know what they're doing that a bunch of bets are hitting, but FanDuel is doing it. Uh, I just want to point that one out. Where yeah, it's the NFL playoffs specifically. Chef's kiss. I love it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is also brought to you by Jace Medical, where we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I, and we get fired up together on wins and losses, uh, who starts and who sits, who's the head coach, who's the OC. And I'm thankful for the connection that we have. And today I want our chat to just be a little more personal, whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, limited by yet another supply shortage. You are indeed covered, my friend, thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics, and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. And if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. To wrap up today's show about the building blocks, pillars, again, you can call them multiple things. We'll start with pass rusher here. And again, I, I talked about this earlier and I told you I'd explain it better later. Uh, many people when you talk about the the pillar, the building block, and you're talking about tackle, many people want to limit it to edge rushers. They, they want to limit it to TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner. They want to limit it to those guys. However, I don't. Uh, personally, I look at just pass rushers in general because you have guys at the NFL level like Aaron Donald. Unlike Chris Jones, where it's like, well, they're interior pass rushers. Sure, Aaron Donald is listed as a defensive end, but he plays that bonus, that three-tech spot. Uh, he's pass rushing. Or he's he's an interior pass rusher, even though he's listed as a D-end. Um, no, that's just 3-4 style, 3-4 talk. Um, so for me, I'm looking at pass rusher at any level for Florida. And present building blocks... As much as I love Joey Slackman's film at Penn, 
I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no for having a bona fide good player for the same reason that I said no at tackle when we're talking about Brandon Crenshaw and Dixon. Brandon Crenshaw Dixon is coming from San Diego State, the Mountain West, to the SEC. And so for that reason, I will not say that he is the guy at offensive tackle, that he is a bona fide blue chip player, or that he's a bona fide building block player. Then we look at pass rusher here, and Joey Slackman is going from Penn to the SEC. I will not say that you're going to be a bona fide good player at this level. That's just not going to be... That's just not something I could say about that. Uh, so for the present, yet again, Florida does not have a guy that is a bona fide good pass rusher. You don't have, like, you can't say it's Cam Jackson. No pass rusher whatsoever from him. Can't say it's Kelby Collins or TJ Searcy as much as we all love them. They are not bona fide proven good players at that position. So can't say it's either of them. Can't say it's Caleb Banks, because while he was the second leading pass rusher on the team, he was not a good pass rusher last season. You do not have a proven good pass rusher. That's just where we're at now at the University of Florida right now. Looking at the future, yeah, you've got a few guys that fit the criteria of blue chip player, been in college for one year or less, where you look at Kelby Collins and TJ Searcy, that's where we have the conversation about them. Uh, Cameron James from last year as well. LJ McCray obviously is is the key at the 2024 recruiting class. He, he was kind of the crown jewel of the defensive side of it. So for the future, you have a ton of building blocks at, at pass rusher. For present, none. Not a single one. Looking at the next one is uh, this one's this one frustrates me especially. I, I mean, I, I'll pa- I'll group pass rusher and outside corner here together. They frustrate me because this is Florida, a school that has produced a, a lot of at least good college pass rushers, at least a lot of good college corners, and doesn't have one that we know is going to be good this year. Uh, so looking at Outside corner, presently, none. Yes, Jason Marshall is a five-star corner when he was coming out of high school. Yes, Jason Jason Marshall has had hype and hype and hype, but he has not lived up to it. Last year, he allowed, I think it was 24 yards per catch, which was like third worst uh, at the Power 5 level or something like that. Uh, it was incredibly bad. Like, like it, it was just bad at corner. You can... Say that you think Devin Moore will be that. However, we go back to the conversation of, can you say that he is without a doubt a bona fide, proven player at that position that's good? And and like because you also have to take into account, if you're not active, like if you're constantly injured, we can't say that you're going to be, that you're a bona fide good player. I, I just don't think that that's something you can do. Uh, Jason Marshall allowed 24.2 yards per catch which is second worst in the country, worst at the Power 5 level. Um, so just want to, yeah, just just to get that one out there. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think that you have a corner you could say is is proven at, at all. Again, Devin Moore has been good when he's been on the field. Like, he, he's been good where if he put up the level of play that he's put out and he did that consistently, then I would be 
I'd be okay saying that he's a building block. However, he's only done it on a rotational basis, which means that, and, and I don't, obviously everyone rotates, but I mean, he's been a rotational player that rotates out consistently. So we have not seen him do it over full games and full stretches of multiple games. And he's been dealing with injuries frequently. So he can't be that. So for present, none, which means you started off when we were at like QB and wide receiver or QB and pass catcher. And we were talking about, do you have present building blocks? It was like, okay, maybe, maybe you're looking pretty good here. You've got quarterback, you've got wide receiver. However, we got to tackle pass rusher and outside corner. And it's like, nope, the future, you do have that at outside corner. You have Jakeem Jackson and Deshaun Johnson um, from the 2023 class. I'm not including like a Sharif Denson because uh, he's playing, he's been playing that star spot. And then this year you did not bring in a blue chip corner. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, the, at the future, you have spots. You have players at every spot, which is at least a promising thing. As in assuming that so, that these guys work out. And again, you look at multiple spots have multiple players that work out. So where we've talked about so frequently of one of my issues where I'm like, oh, like you're projecting having guys like pan out. And, and when you have that much projection, odds are it's not going to happen. Like odds are everyone's not going to live up to the hype. You look at receiver, you've got four guys, five guys who hit the future building block mark. You got to figure two of them at least work out. Offensive tackle, you only have one, which isn't great. Uh, pass rusher, you have four guys who hit the requirement. Got to figure at least one or two of them hit as a good pass rusher. Corner, you have Jakeem Jackson, Dijon Johnson, and then you have you took a bunch of high risk ads at that point as well. Um, but for for me, I think looking at this Florida Gators roster, like it's promising in the future, but also in the modern transfer portal era. How long are you going to have those building blocks for the future available if you don't have the building blocks at the present available? And, and it's also important to remember that, you know, Kelby Collins, CJ Searcy can become uh, can become the building blocks. Like if they if they step up this year in full time starting roles and they make big impacts and Jakeem Jackson can do the same, then then you have the answers. But we're talking about at this point on January 17th, 2024 the Florida Gators don't have the answers at those spots for the present that are proven good bona fide players. And so that's, that's the concern because you're in year three now. And, and that's where we do have to acknowledge that that's at least a little bit concerning when you look at building a roster. And this is a proven, this is a proven way that it works out the NFL and college. It's a pretty proven story of you have good players at four of the five, at least, and you've probably got a pretty good team, assuming QB is one of those spots, unless you're some kind of option team. Um, but that's not the case for the Florida Gators at this point in time. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter or X at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants, Country, NFL 33. And as always, I'll see you all next time.